You got three kids. Marjorie had kids. How was the blended family? How did how did the how blended did family? Work? Oh, that shit hard. I thought you were gonna give me cool by y'all. Like, oh, no, it's not for no, the week. That shit hard, not man. for the week. They wasn't in agreement. They they went bowling one night in Memphis when me and Marjorie first got together. We bought all the kids together, all seven of them. The intro. And all the girls went bowling and came back and decided uh, they didn't want us to get married and said they don't think it's the right thing to do. Mm. And they need more time to get to know us. Imagine I'm that. I'm sitting up here looking at some people that ain't got shit. Nothing. I'm sitting up here, y'all ain't got a relationship, a good ass job, nothing real. I'm paying for colleges and shit. I don't know how I'm listening to y'all making some damn decisions. Y'all ain't got one boyfriend that didn't work thus far. But you got input, opinions. I don't know how the hell you finna tell me how to live. My sons was over there cool with it. Roger, Jason, and Wynton, they sitting over there. They cool with everything. That's usually right. how it is. The four girls, total, just mayhem. Totally against it. Totally against it. <laughs> Imagine that. Ain't none of them got nobody. So Why am I listening how, to them? How did you win the over? Facts. I didn't. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing this. Me, me and your mama, we doing this. Yo, so. I love this girl. This girl, best thing for me. Now, we're going to work. Now, we're going to create My an atmosphere life. of love, and everybody's invited into it. Right. And everybody want to come into it can come into it. Mm -hmm. And there was a point, man, where, like, all of them except the oldest one, my two daughters had graduated from college. Mm -hmm. Morgan was out of college. So the three girls were living on their own. You know, I want to focus on that for a second. You know, the important little nugget that Steve dropped there was he said we are going to create an atmosphere of love and I look at my marriage and my wife and I and the things that we came together and uh, really what we set up and that was our goal you know uh, we made it clear to our kids hey whatever life existed before that has nothing to do with either of us. Uh, but we knew at this point moving forward, it was really important for us to set that environment of love. And we really wanted each child to feel welcome, to feel heard. Uh, but if you listen to Steve up to this point, he's letting you know there's some courtesy that's going to take place. But after that, hey, you're not, you're not okay with it guess what that's okay as well you know uh but what we're gonna do is we're gonna set up this home and have it be welcoming for all of you and you either want to come be part of it and contribute to that love and trying to make the family unit uh better and stronger or hey you can either watch it from the outside or you can sit and complain and all those things. So that's a really interesting dynamic, you know, to uh, listen to Steve. Everybody else lived in the house. The three boys and the daughter. And Lori grew up with four damn brothers. Right. So she was in, we could protect Lori at right. the house with them brothers. Right. Shit done got out of hand now. We can't, <laughs> you know, we can't watch it now. No, you can't watch cause it. Cause I'd have been there sawed off a bunch of these little. <laughs> Yeah, Lori's a little you know, wild. But, but, like, at the house, oh, we had full control of what was going on. Right. If you listen, you know, and you watched, you know, my other video, you know, uh, again, one of the little nuggets there was there's only two adults in our house, and that's her and I. So that's, you know, that resonates with me. You know, we control this house. So everything else, all that negativity and all that other stuff, you know. 
you can be out in the street talking about that but this house we're trying to promote a little something we're trying to make it better for the future make it better for all of us and it was hard man because they were trying to evolve and get to know each other and you know some of the relationships is really good some of them is just they call it mm-hmm. you know but that's just the way it is you know and uh, I'd love to tell you it was a kumbaya moment we had some great family vacation we've had some great times recently we had great holidays but you know I think for the closest, the boys are the closest, you know. Right. I think it's important as well, listening to Steve. He, he's throwing stuff out there for everybody to let you know most of us aren't going through these things alone. You know, those of us who, are, who have dealt with and still continue to deal with the challenges of a blended family, this is reality. There's nothing easy about it. I mean, you think about the fact you might have, you know, a teenage or... You might have a, a, a eight-year-old, you know, an eight-year-old little boy at home who was used to his dad being there every day. And now you got this other man, you know, and they're just trying to maybe feel out, you know, what is this supposed to be? How am I supposed to act? How am I supposed to react? You know, maybe that child's father's still in the picture. You know, maybe the, you know, the child's mother's still in the picture, Uh so it's definitely, you know, a process, uh, but it's important to understand none of this comes with an instruction booklet, but throughout this process, I truly feel that the foundation that needs to be set is with the husband and the wife. You set that foundation, you know, you provide a safe home, you provide a home that, you know, you are trying to uh, encourage and support, you know, your children, even if they're young adults, to uh, grow and, you know, mature and all those things. Uh, but you don't lose your significant other because you've got a child that doesn't get it or doesn't agree, doesn't ap- approve all these things. To me, hey, you'll get over it one way or another because as soon as you... uh feel you know you're feeling yourself or whatever and and if you're at that age and you're independent you're out on your own that's fine you can throw those darts from over there but what we're building here we're protecting this so this episode you know we are talking about uh you know your kids who don't approve of your marriage or your new relationship uh, i really think bringing in steve harvey's interview on club shay shay was uh, important taking that little clip because, you know, while he's a very comedic figure, uh, he's also a very successful uh, individual, and he has a dynamic, you know, in his home that probably a lot of us can relate to. Of course, there's the other side. We can't, you know, I, I don't, I don't vacation on yachts and stuff like that. But you know, the dynamic of you know the different children, each having their own personality and all that. So. You know, there's a lot there that I think that we can relate to. But the overall point is, hey, you know, uh, having this blended relationship, this blended marriage. And, you know, even those of us who have moved on uh, to our second marriage, maybe third, what have you. But I'll tell you from my wife and I, you know, we feel like, uh, well, not feel. We know second time was a charm. And uh, it's really important to us. Uh, and it was important to us, you know, through premarital counseling, uh, really talking about, you know, what we wanted to set up for our dynamic at home for our children. 
So, you know, watching Steve Harvey's interview, uh, again, when I saw the entire interview, I just really was cracking up and I thought it was going to really hit home for a lot of you uh, viewers and subscribers out there. So let's talk about this, you know. So what is the impact of our children's opinion of our relationships and our marriages? Do we completely discount it? I would tell you no. Uh, you you never completely discount any of that. Where the differences and what separates those of us that truly understand the importance of, you know, that nucleus of that husband and that wife, understand that that's what comes first. Because if that foundation isn't there, we can't continue to provide and set a safe environment and, you know, provide the opportunities for, uh, you know, our kids to really take things to the next level. So it's very important to set that foundation up. So when this comes up, what do we do? Well, we talk to our kids and we should absolutely listen to them. Uh, even if they do come up with these outrageous statements, you know, when I hear him say, hey, you know, some of my daughters didn't approve. Well, I think a lot of times when we're having conversations with people or debates or what have you, really what I know I do is I try to establish credibility first of the person that I'm talking to, because are you coming from a position of understanding? Are you coming from a position of experience? Uh, so if those things are set in place, OK, now we can, you know, continue to go much, much deeper in this conversation. So. If one of our kids say, hey, mom, hey, dad, you know, we don't approve. Let's get what I'm going to say is the obvious out the way. I'm going to come from the basis that everyone's safe. There's no abuse taking place. There's no threats taking place. There's no bad behaviors that are going on in the home that could, you know, grow into something even more negative. If all those foundations are there, that means mom or dad most likely, you know, are attempting to build a relationship or go into a marriage from a foundation that was set in place with good thought, care, love, and all those things. So, you know, again, we're not talking about a situation at home where someone's being abused and all these other things. We're talking about two adults coming together who have the best intentions uh, in place, you know, to, to provide for a family. I want to thank you guys for uh, joining me again for another episode on parental therapy. Uh, you might notice, hey, the background's a little different. Well, you know, I'm a uh, off-site with the wife for the week and you know having this new upcoming channel uh, that did not mean that there was uh, time for me to take an entire week off from making important content to bring to you guys so absolutely uh, was important for me to bring my whole setup out here and uh, you know share my love so um, with that please uh, I'm trying to get the subscriber count up uh, if you like what you're seeing, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Heck, even if you don't like what you're seeing, what I promise you is 
Every episode is going to get better. I'm going to continue to provide some important content that I think truly applies to, you know, us uh, parents in a lot of different backgrounds. Maybe you, uh, you know, are a recent divorce, divorcee. Uh, maybe, you know, you just starting a new relationship. But ultimately, I think a lot of what we're bringing on parental therapy has to do with how we are managing these kids and a lot of the dynamics that take place that are centered around our kids. So please hit the subscribe button like the uh, channel, comment, tell me what you want to see moving forward. Maybe you think uh, what we're talking about today, maybe you think Steve's completely off base. Maybe you're supposed to, uh, uh, if your kid says, hey, they don't think it's a good thing, maybe you just walk away from the relationship. So I'd love to hear your feedback on that. As you've heard me say before, let me get the legals out the way. I'm not your therapist, okay? I'm not providing any professional legal or uh, medical advice here. Uh, So with that, what I am, I'm your friend. I'm going to give it to you straight. Parental therapy. So guys, there's a million reasons why your kids, our kids, might not like your new boo. And I think the same thing applies. Maybe you've got a best friend. They start dating a new man, a new woman, and you kind of start looking at them with the side eye. And you're really just trying to figure things out. Ultimately, what should we all have, right? We should all have the mindset that we want we want what's best for our significant other uh so as friends we want what's best for our friend as kids we should want what's best for our parents because divorce happens you know as much as we might you know think that we were given a hundred percent to the previous marriage maybe it was us maybe it was the other maybe it was both of us wasn't my fault it's not your fault how is it not your fault this is all your fault Everything's your fault. You know, regardless where we are at, where we're at. So now we're trying to move forward, you know, uh, share our future with, you know, a person who we feel is our soulmate. And uh, it's the dynamic of how the kids come into this and adapt to this and figure out how to move forward. So what are some of those reasons that your kid might not like your significant other? Well, The obvious ones, you know, maybe their mom or their dad uh, is still a part of their life, you know, and then they have that, you know, that animosity, that jealousy, like, who are you, you know, taking this time away? You know, that's that's my dad's woman or that's that's my mom's man. You know, why are you here? You know, you're in our space. This is my house, you know, and, uh, you know, or, you know, you can't tell me what to do or, you know, maybe that significant others coming in and they're trying to lay some discipline down. You know, and uh, I'll tell you, that's a whole nother episode that I'm bringing to you. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, but again, that's a, a challenge that, uh, you know, we have to be prepared for. And the best thing to do is talk about ahead of time. Hey, how are we going to handle this? So I would say it's critical that you have this conversation with your kids and you sit them down. Uh, if you want to have it, you know, from one side of the family uh, and then come together joint. You know, I don't see a problem with that. I'm not going to I don't I'm not going to sit here and say there's only one way to do this. But the bottom line, you really want to sit them down. You want to hear them out because they may bring a concern that you are not aware of. Uh, And there's a lot of uh, feelings and emotions that take place there. But to me, with anything, hey, let's have that communication because that communication is going to put it all out all out on Front Street. Let's talk about it. And we figure out a game plan. But ultimately, in that conversation, What are we trying to do? We're trying to see, is there any credibility 
to the concern if our son or daughters, you know, have any issue with our marriage. In this conversation, we are absolutely listening attentively. We want to be able to pinpoint if there is anything that we need to put focus on. After we listen to that conversation, if there is nothing there that is of genuine uh, concern, again, there's not a safety issue. You know, there's not a, you know, not feeling the love, you know, not trying to be part of the family. Uh, if those foundations uh, are covered, just like Steve said, you're going to have to move on. Because we're going to set this environment, in, you know, in place, a strong, loving, healthy environment. And you're either going to come to the table to enjoy the food that we're putting forward or, hey, you can watch it from the outside. Absolutely how I feel about it. So when you do have a kid that just doesn't want to be part of the program and a lot of us know marriages who have that dynamic. You know, sometimes it's the younger kid. You might look, we've seen some videos. You might have a young kid and he is, you know, showing his or her tail, you know, out in public because, you know, you're not my dad. You're not my mom. All these crazy things. Uh, but it's possible. You know, it's a real response, you know, for some of these kids that they have. They just, you know, fight that system. They don't they don't understand how to deal with their emotions. They start lashing out all those things. But what I'll tell you is you've got to make that nucleus, which is the husband and wife, the priority, because if that priority is not there, what happens when our kids graduate high school? A lot of them go off to college or, you know, they, you know, go off to their trade school. They get their training. But what are they ultimately doing? They're trying to develop themselves for their independence. And if you've allowed that young man or woman to cause you to miss your blessings that are in front of you in the form of that significant other that you're trying to develop a marriage with a future with well you might find yourself alone for a long time because our kids hey they are here for the ride but they're not driving the car so very important that uh you know we kind of keep that uh, on Front Street. I thought this was so important because there were like a lot of segues that went off of uh, Steve's comments, you know, and it really seemed to me that Steve and Marjorie have made their relationship an absolute priority. And for me and my wife, you know, for us, the way we really enforce, you know, and, and promote the priority of our of our marriage is by spending that quality time together, dating each other, all these different things, because your kids, they should see that you two are the foundation of the family. They should see that you two are making that time for one another because that's going to be the future. If they're upset right now, okay, you'll get over it. Hey, we're going out to dinner. You know, would you like to join us? No. Okay. All right. Well, sometimes you're going to get offered. Sometimes you're going to get told, hey, get in the car. You know, both ways are fine. They might each have a place. But it's just important that, again, you make that time for one another. And I think also because you set that example for them to see. There's another angle to this. And that is if you've already set an environment for your kids where they're seeing a bunch of women come and go 
in your life or they're seeing a bunch of men come and go in your life, that is going to be a challenge in itself because there's pro- there might be some hesitation there to get to know that person. You know, again, they're trying to figure all that out uh, because I what I feel is a lot of kids are trying, they're trying to get buy-in. And as a parent uh, or as the new parent in a blended family, it's important that you establish that you are there. You can't get rid of me, bitch. For the entire family. One of the things that I always say, there's only a certain number of things that as a person that you can give and show to someone that you are completely invested. Let's think about that. The ways that you can show you're completely invested, probably the most important is time. If I can give you my time, that means I am heavily invested in you. If I show effort and interest, that means I am completely invested in you. What's the last one? Money slash resources. If I provide money slash resources, that also shows I'm completely invested in you. Now, I don't think one by itself proves that. But when you have a parent that's providing all of those, you are absolutely showing that you are invested in that family and all those family members. And I'll tell you, so for me, that was the way that I continued to show to my wife and to the kids that I'm not going anywhere. Because if I'm here, if you have a problem, I'm going to treat the kids that my wife brought into our marriage the same way as my own. Now, if you're over here showing favoritism, that's going to be a problem at some point. It's definitely going to rear its head. But the same effort that I'm going to give with one I'm going to show all of them that I'm going to give to all of them. Now, they may not all receive it the same, and that's fine because each of us are independent humans with own free thinking, own experiences, you know, all those things. But I'm going to continually show that I'm giving you my time, that I'm giving you my effort and interest, and then my resources slash money. Uh, now, all those things will be managed accordingly, but... That's how I'm going to show to you. I'm all in completely. I'm, I'm just going to say, make that husband and wife team the nucleus. Let it all start there. Set that strong foundation and the kids will get it. And if they don't, that's going to be OK, too. But we should definitely put forth the effort. You know, we're the ones with the experience. We're the ones with the understanding, you know, the education. You know, we just continue to reinforce, hey, we're here for you. Uh, Sometimes we're here for you through just time. Sometimes we're here for, for you for just interest and effort. And sometimes we're here for you with resources and money. As parents, we're gonna dictate how they all mesh together and when they're appropriate. Where a lot of these things will really come together for you and make sense was through premarital counseling. That was a great way for us to really put things out there 
and have that conversation about the blended family and how we were going to handle issues such as discipline. You don't talk about that ahead of time, you're going to find yourself in a very short marriage. Do you want to marry a significant other that has the mindset of you handle your kids, I handle my kids? I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine being in that, in that dynamic, but there are a lot of marriages who live that way. And I will tell you, I don't think any of them are healthy. And I think all of them will probably tell you that if they could have went back in time, that they would have changed that dynamic. If you don't agree, leave a comment. I'd love to hear you know how you feel about that. So, hey, appreciate you stopping by. thought Steve Harvey's uh, uh, coming together with Marjorie was an interesting way to look at you know that whole challenge that they experienced. So again, that was their uh, interview on uh, Club Shay Shay. So thanks for joining. Parental Therapy out.